0: So then, this guy takes me. We go to Beverly Hills. Have in mind, this is the first time me looking at mansions, Uh, me being in Beverly Hills. Even though I live, like, 40 minutes away from Beverly Hills, I never had a reason to go there, so I wouldn't know how it looked. Yeah. And, um, yeah, bro, we go over there. Um, Uh, You know, at that time, even though I messed up Southside, I took a picture with him, and I took a picture with the other rappers that were right there. Yeah. So now my Instagram is looking crazy, bro. (laughs) It's looking like, my Instagram's looking like damn this guy does all the Spanish celebrities. Now he's doing all the like top producers and rappers, like damn Busco, you know? Yeah. I'm looking like a star at that point, you know, I felt. So then um I go and then and then uh yeah, he takes me with Khalifa and me. And I'm like, man, I've been wondering to me with Khalifa, you know, like there's not a lot of artists that I get hyped about, you know?
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: let's go, you know? So we go and then man, he was such a nice person, man. Like he was cool, man. So I go, I do his mustache, easy bro, and then yeah they gave me 200
2: bucks you know now now and then he's teaching oh uh-huh. uh, hold that thought because i i want to <laughs> i'm still tripping off 200 dollars for a mustache but i want <laughs> i want to jeez I, I can't get over this 200 dollars for a mustache thing but i just want to let everyone know because i think i know how this works but you can correct me if i'm wrong yeah charging 200 for dollars for a mustache I assume Wiz Khalifa's not paying you. It's the production company, correct?
0: Exactly.
2: Okay, and and you, I assume you write them an invoice and they pay you like a check or something like that? Yeah, that was
0: the first time I had to learn how to do all that too.
2: Okay, yeah. See, that's a lot of things that a lot of barbers don't understand about like working on set. Like you really got to be professional. It's not like working in the shop or doing a house call. Like you really have to have your stuff together
0: hmm But go ahead, keep yeah, man.
2: keep going. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, um, I could give you guys a couple experiences on how I do it, but I can't really give you guys the whole get down because yeah, you a, know, they help me out and this is a course that they charge for. Yeah. To teach barbers how to do this. So if they really want to learn, you know, uh it's 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 called MBA. It's uh studios it's in Los Angeles and Broadway, you know. Um How long how yeah. long is this so course the next, by the way? I think it's like it really depends because you could you could be a barber that has no experience in, in barbering, and it might take you a little bit longer. Because have in mind, besides teaching you how to work on set, they still have they still have to prep you with your skills.
2: So, now, if
0: you're a barber that already has the skills, it's a little bit more beneficial for you. Okay, so, so then you just got to, uh-huh.
2: No, so this isn't like a class A barber program. This is just like an additional continued education type thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's more of a it's more of a situation where it's like if you're a barber that's already has the skills, they're just gonna elevate your skills to a whole new level when it comes to business. Right in the barber game. Yeah. You know now, yeah. the one of the other courses is like to raise up your skills. So that's a whole different course compared to the one working on set. Mm. You no,
2: know? did you take this course?
0: But uh, I didn't have to because. At that point, like I was already good as a barber, I just needed the help on working on set. You
2: know. Okay, so let's talk about so, working on set, though.
0: Mm-hmm. How so it, then? I was working on set. Yeah, what were you saying?
2: I was just, uh, just curious. How is that much different than doing a celebrity house call? Okay, so with
0: a celebrity house call, right? uh You could charge you can charge whatever you want to be honest you get me right as long as you find a way how to convince somebody to pay you what you're asking for you know
3: right right uh with
0: the, with the celebrity house call and i'm not gonna go ahead and say celebrity house call necessarily because most of my clients besides celebrities i have a lot of clients that are not celebrities They're just high-end people that live in beverly hills that have enough money to pay me what i'm asking for right so um uh, but just so, for example, like me, I charge what I charge uh, even when I was charging fifty bucks at the shop, you know, it's just the services you know the 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 face show, the how to style the hair whatever, whatever it takes, you know, right so when I do a house call, I go out of my way too, you know I do the most. The difference between working on set and and um and set and then the house call is that on set you don't have as much time as you would doing a house call. In a house call, you're in the house. You can take whatever time you know. Do the haircut. Yeah. On the day, you gotta do the haircut quick, and you gotta do it right.
1: Yeah. And then you gotta,
0: you gotta be on point. It's not, it's not just a haircut. It's more than a haircut. You gotta make sure the, you, you, your, your client is, uh, well groomed. You gotta, if you wanna charge a thousand like the way I'm doing, you know, you can't just do a haircut and, and dip out. You know, you gotta make sure your client is good. When they say cut, you run in there. You make sure you brush their lineup down. If you have to, they need lotion, you go get them lotion. You pretty much take over what the makeup artist would be doing. So now you're doing two jobs at once, so which is on the, why you're able to request that.
2: You're right. So on the typical, let's say you're just doing one person. How long are you mm-hmm. there on set for that
0: $1,000? I got to be there till it's done. Unless, unless they don't need me, they're going to let me know, or I could always just ask them if they still need me. But most of the time, you don't want to do that because – because when they ask you how much and you tell them, you know, they're going to they're not going to really try to hire you as much, you know. Right. So it's like you really got to impress them to the point where it's just like when they say cut, like who's this guy, you know, like doing the most. Oh, that was a barber. Oh, sh- no wonder he's charging whatever he charges, you know. Hmm. So you got to you got to validate those thousand dollars. You can't. It's kind of hard to get away with it, you know, if you don't validate it.
2: Right. So you, know, so you, so... you got to
0: let them know, like, I'm staying here the whole day. You know, I'm doing full scale grooming, and I'm I'm sacrificing my clients so I could be here. So that's why you can put the rate that you're asking for.
2: Right. So Busco, plus, if Busco says five thousand dollars, they're gonna be like, what?
1: It
0: better be five thousand. <laughs> but plus, the thing that helps me out the most is that I'm there because of the artist. I'm requested by the artist. So that's that's a big, 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 big opportunity right there. Oh
2: Something yeah. Something that I
0: fully really take advantage of. You always want to get requested by the artist instead of getting requested by production because production is gonna try to bargain with you. But if you're getting requested by the artist,
2: yeah, so yeah, yeah,
0: because the artist is requesting.
2: Right, you have more bargaining power because they want the talent wants you there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: that's that's how that goes. And then um, and then yeah, so then I started learning and all that. So I go, I do my my little two hundred dollar mustache, you know, and I. Take care of Wiz Khalifa. So then, uh, so then I posted up on my Instagram. You could already imagine my Instagrams going crazy, you know, like people that already know me hitting me up. Let me come out right here with you. Let me it. You know, I'm telling everybody fifty bucks. Come through. You know, everybody's coming through.
2: Yeah.
0: And then, um, and then, yeah, and then finally, I get to see Southside again. You know, <laughs> after the time I messed them up, this is like, this is prior, like maybe like two weeks after, or, or three weeks. So my friend, the one that introduced me to him, he calls me to cut to cut his hair and he's with Southside, but so Southside didn't know I was coming, right? Right. So I pull up and then he's like, Oh, hell no, blood ain't touching my hair. Blood ain't touching my hair. Hell no. <laughs> Bro, I felt so whack, bro. I felt so whack. I felt so whack. Like I'm like don't I'm like, don't worry, bro. Like I understand, you know, I understand. I and then, instead of letting that get to me, I, I I was really humble, you know, I was like uh, thanks for the opportunity the way you know that day you took a picture of me he helped me out with a lot of people trying to fuck with me you know he cut he was having like a little bad day you know so I right. really felt bad on the way how how he approached it so and, and then, so then I'm like if you want I could call my bro he's gonna take care of you clean bro so I call my homie Principe he cuts his hair he gives him a fresh-ass haircut and then you know we're in the game but as he's cutting his hair you know Southside was with his homies and uh, I chopped up his homies and then Southside comes up to me he's like Bro, why are you getting down on everybody? But you fucked me up. Like, why? Like, I'm looking at your cuts right now. It's fucking fresh. Why? Why are you mess me up? Like, I, I'm like, and I started laughing about it. You know, because at that time my confidence is already up. You know.
2: Yeah. I'm
0: like, <laughs> I'm like, my bad, bro. You know. To tell you the truth, you were like the first real rapper or artist I ever did, and they just got to me and shit. You know. But obviously, you could see the cuts right now. You know, I'm not a bad barber. And then yeah, so then, so then, my friend cut his hair, right? And then, and then. And then I cut his friend's hair, his securities, and they all loved me. I just got along with them. You know, I got along with them really good. And I think I was charging them 50 bucks at that time because I went to go charge my homie 100 bucks. The guy that introduced me to Southside, I charged him 100 bucks. But at that time, I, I'm like, you know, I'm already here. I'm just going to charge this fool 50 bucks because I felt, I felt dumb on the fact that, um, that um, I kind of messed up last time. Right. So I kind of wanted to redeem myself. So I was charging. I think I did his security. Well, he tried. He paid me a hundred bucks for his security, and then his friend paid me fifty bucks. But when he paid me a hundred bucks for his security, that's when I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is what I should be charging. I should be charging a hundred bucks, you know. So, so then I guess when his friend started calling me again, I told him, look, bro, you're you're cool as hell. I fuck with you, but I can't be doing fifty bucks. I have to charge a hundred bucks, you know. And he's like, all right, come on. And then when he said, yeah, I was like, all right, well, fuck it, here I go, you know. So I go and then, and then Southside starts seeing me around more often because I'm cutting his homies hair. And then one time he's like, come through, but he didn't, Southside didn't want, they didn't ask for my friend. This time he was asking for me because at that time he already saw me cut hair. He was going to give me a second chance, you know? Yeah. I I still brought my friend with me, you know?
2: Yeah. So I got, I got a a question uh, about the house call. So, it sounds like you go on a lot of calls where there's multiple people there and this is a question you know that i get and i'm sure other people wonder about this when they go on house calls how do you handle when it's like two to five people because you say right now you you charge 200 per haircut do you once you get there do you charge 200 each or do you charge a two hundred base price and then discount a few other haircuts, how do you go about that?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely don't give no discounts at all. And the only reason why I switched up to two hundred, just like in a barbershop, and you could apply this to the barbershop too if you're working if you're working at a shop, um if you're if you have a lot of clientele and you're charging twenty bucks, right? And you want to figure out how do I start charging fifty bucks like Busco, how do I do it? How do I do it, right? You can never just copy the next man just because it worked out for them. You got to wait till you're on demand. Once you have so many clients, right, to a point where you got to start telling people like, hey, I can't cut your hair because you have so many clients. Instead of losing a client, don't lose a client. Just raise up your prices. They're going to lose themselves. You get me? You're going to keep the people that are willing to pay that. Right. And then you'll be surprised how many people will stay with you.
2: And so, and so w- if someone goes to do a house call and there's two people or whatever, and they both mm-hmm. want their hair cut, Char- charge them both full price is what Boosco saying.
0: Yeah, and you got to let them know. Sometimes it's not about what we say. It's about how we say it. You get me? So I could tell you it's 200 bucks, right? But if I don't sound confident when I say that, it's going to be easy for somebody to take it. Like, is he trying to get me or something like that? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nah, I so, know
2: I know exactly what you're saying because people will be like, "Huh, how much? You'd be like, uh uh hundred? Uh 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 you know, you're like yeah, you're exactly. stuttering, like your voice is cracking and yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so my thing is my thing is that it was very easy for me, and not that I was telling people ten bucks for a haircut, but my thing is that if somebody if I was to tell somebody, oh it's ten dollars for a haircut, my whole voice and my whole posture is gonna be so relaxed and confident because I know ten bucks is cheap, right? Right. So when I'll say a hundred or two hundred I will say with the same uh,
2: confidence, with
0: the same, with the same confidence If I would have said ten bucks, yeah, and I kept that in the back of my head. So when I'll say that, you know, yeah. Sometimes in the beginning, I'll have people be like, "What? I'll never charge. I'll never pay this, that, this, and that." You know, but you just, you know, you let them do their thing. You they want to get mad at the end of the day. You're not gonna cut somebody's hair because they're getting upset. Like I'm. One thing that I learned that it's either you're gonna waste your time. Or you're gonna waste their time. You get me? And you don't want to get your time wasted because you're the barber at the end of the day. Yeah. You know. So if somebody was to call me for the first time on my on my phone, ask me how much, and they got recommended by somebody, you know, I'm not gonna wait till I drive over there and then tell them how much. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of barbers do. You know. And mm. and you gotta you gotta learn how to put your foot down without having that attitude and learning how to how to approach it and let somebody know hey, look, my rate starts at this much. Is that okay with you? Now they tell you no. Well, that's fine, you know. That's fine because it wasn't meant to be. And that's not the type of clientele you want around you. And if they say yeah, it's just another one to the list.
2: Right. So you recommend, like, when people do house calls, like, because I'm sure you get this where people ask you, like, hey, are you available this time? Or Like, all right, come over. Do you recommend people tell them the price ahead of time?
0: If it's your first client, like if it's their first time cutting their hair with you, and they got recommended, which is mostly what's gonna happen with a common barber, it's gonna be more of a recommendation. Well then, yeah, you still gotta you gotta tell them how much it is, you know. And, right. And I don't recommend people to. I'm not gonna say that they should and shouldn't, but I I I don't feel that if you're gonna start off, I don't I don't just because you hear Busco charges 200. I don't. I don't think you should just go based on that and be like, okay, when I get my first house call, I'm gonna charge 200 because that's what Bucos Busco's charging. Like I work my way right to that price. Yeah, you get me. And and I made sure I had so many clientele paying me 100 bucks before I decided to do that. You
2: know. Right. Yeah. And I, for me, I charge mine. It's a little bit more calculated on how I charge my prices. I basically mm-hmm. charge mine based off of. The time it'll take me to do the house call and what I'm losing out on and they're gonna cover that. Yeah.
0: Mm. Wait, wait, say it
2: again. What? I basically like with when I do house calls, I basically well it's a base. I start at a hundred, but it can go mm-hmm. up it can go up from there depending on, you know, what's going on. But I base it on how long it's gonna take me to to go there, come back to the shop, and how much money I'm losing yeah. out on. And they're basically going to cover that. So yeah. I, everything that I'm yeah, losing in the shop, they will cover that in the house call.
0: Yeah. yeah. You go. There's plenty of ways to do it. Yeah, everyone's different. Like. Yeah, everybody's different. But one thing that I want people to know is that a lot of clients don't care about our situation.
3: Right. A lot of clients
0: don't care if you got to go back to the shop or not. You get me? Yeah. One thing that I tell barbers that we're going to do house calls don't bring up the fact that you were gonna shot. You know, I mean you don't you don't like you don't wanna let it, it's like I don't know I don't know how to explain it but it's like you lose a little bit more respect because you gain more respect when people think that all you do is house calls Because then they're gonna look at you like, oh shit, he's busy right now. He does this, this is what he does. Like I'm like I'm not the first they don't feel entitled to like they're doing you a favor. You get me it's more like you're doing them a favor because this is what you do. So I remember when I learned that People ask me if I'm busy. I'll tell them, yeah, I got a couple more house calls. I wouldn't say I have a couple more people at the shop. I'll be like, I have a couple more house calls. So then it, may- it makes them feel like, like, damn, this guy does this. You know, this is what he does, you know? He's busy as hell. He's actually doing me the favor to come cut my hair, you know? Yeah. And And a lot of people, like I said, they don't really, they're not going to care about your personal issues and stuff, you know? And once you learn that, you start learning that, all right, well, if you don't care, well, this is all business. You know, yeah. And if you're gonna set a price, I feel like you can't really switch it up because if you said it's a not not saying that you're wrong or nothing like that because I'm just going based on my experience. You know. Yeah,
2: everyone's now, um, different.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like if you charge 100, right, and the next thing you see next time you see them, just because you're a little bit busier, you're gonna charge 150. It's just like they're gonna look at you like what? Like you're switching up on me now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. When it's more like if if you want to charge 150, you should just charge 150 off of the bat. You get me? You can't, you can't really use the uh, the fact that you're working at the shop because in their eyes, they don't know that. They probably think all you do is house calls, you know? Yeah. And and uh, and that's something that we don't know or understand, like on the on the other side of the shoe. Right. So, so um, you have, and another thing too, if you want to do house calls, a lot of people will be like, man, house calls don't work. The so waste of time, this and that. But that's only because you're half-assing it. You get me? When you go work at a shop, right? Let's say you're the best barber. You have a lot of clientele right here in, in California. But you so happen to move to Maryland. Technically speaking, you have to start all over again, no matter how good of a barber you are. You get me?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're, and you're going to work at the shop, starting all over. You're not going to make what what you were supposed to be making. And then you're going to start doubting working at a shop. Because you're going based on the beginning of it, the beginning of your career, you know? And it's never going to be that nice in the beginning. You're never going to make... It's not like you could start working at a barbershop and then be successful right away when it's your first time building clientele. Right. You know? And it's the same scenario when you do a house call. You could go, you could work at the barbershop and then start doing a house call. And then you start realizing, like, damn, they're only I'm only getting, like, one client once every two weeks. You know? And you're going to start thinking, like, damn, this is not worth it. But once you start having, like, at least, like, 15 clients, a week every week it's like damn this is worth it you get what I'm saying yeah but and I feel like it's the same scenario when, when you work at a shop like you work at a barbershop for the first time even the people that are already graduating from high school you know it's easy for them to be like oh man this, this wasn't worth it you know but then you give up you give up and you never know what, where it could have took you if you would have never gave up you know yeah and because I never gave up with the house calls I never knew what it would have took me where I'm at right now you know
2: so what's your uh, what's your worst celebrity story or house call story?
0: Uh, my worst was uh, the one with Southside. I think it happened early for a reason, and it prepared me for everything else. I think it, I think I was meant to go through that because that was as worse as it's gonna get. Messing up a haircut, you know. Yeah,
2: with that the is biggest, pretty bad.
0: The biggest with the biggest person that to take you where you want to be. Just just on the simple fact on, on his circle, who he's around with. You get me?
1: Yeah. I had to
0: recapitalize that I was going to meet a lot of people if I would have locked them in, you know? Yeah. But once I cut his hair, once he gave me the opportunity to cut his hair, and then I locked them in, that's it. It was a wrap. Every time i go, I'll see Future, I'll see Migos, I'll see everybody, bro. And I didn't even have to ask them if they wanted a haircut. They'll just see me cutting his hair. He's a big deal already. So then they're automatically asking me to cut their hair. And that's a great feeling.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. It's a great
0: feeling when people are asking you, you know? You ever and have... then from, from huh.
2: No, no, go ahead.
0: Yeah, and then from Ham, I met Metro Booming. And then have in mind, Metro Booming is one of the biggest producers in the world right now. And Southside is one of the biggest producers in the world, too. And I started blowing up because of Southside. So imagine how much I blew up when I met Metro Booming. Now I have two of the best producers in the world in the palm of my hands. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I started realizing how strong of an effect it is to lock in a producer that's really known, that's always around artists because they're one of the main producers. So it makes sense that he's always going to be around a big artist, right? Yeah. So then I started locking in all the producers, which is why I do everybody you could think of Weezy, Weezy out of here, Turbo. Uh,
2: Metro Southside. I keep going, like
0: everybody. Like I literally got to go back to my
2: Instagram. That
0: boy, see, boy, like, West Coast. Could... Oh yeah, I just <laughs> met him. <laughs>
1: that
2: was funny. Man, I'm telling you, I've been yeah, sure. like I told you, man, I've been watching that. Day. That it, it's weird. That thing is contagious, man. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah. but have you had yeah, any? Uh, have you had any celebrities trying like skimp out on you?
0: not celebrities more like people that are not celebrities that are around them like their entourage really yeah but that's why you gotta be like your mindset has to be like man i'm here for him so whether you get butt i don't care because i didn't come here for you you know and you're not gonna have an attitude about it either you get me you're just gonna be professional like i said we gotta learn how to speak up you know and how to put our foot down so if i can Cut south side, right? And then you, you want a haircut? And you're asking for a haircut. Sometimes these these clients, they don't even ask you how much it is. They just sit down in, the, in your chair and tell me, "Hey, I'm next," right? Yeah. So they sit down on my chair, and I, it's funny because I'm so confident. And I've already done this so many times that to me it's funny because I just want to see their reaction when I tell them how much it is. You know? Okay. So explain. And, um,
2: so explain the story because it sounds like you're you're speaking hypothetically or
0: mm-hmm.
2: in a different. So state. for
0: example. So, for example, I had one time, right? I went to go do Southside. This was, like, around the beginning. And at that point, I already had Southside, and other people used to pay me 100 bucks. So then there's this there's this friend of his, right, that, like, uh, it's already, like, I remember at that time I was working so late, like, around 3, 4 in the morning. I was just sacrificing a lot, you know, because I knew there was going to be something bigger afterwards. And right. then I was, it was, like, in the morning, I'm freaking tired, bro. I'm trying to go home already, but it's just a sacrifice that I was doing. And then this guy's, like, Hey, get me next, you know? And you could tell this guy gets easiest hurt with just a lineup because he has dreadlocks and that's it, right? So then I'm like, I'm like, okay, like this guy really thinks I'm going to cut his hair. Well, let's find out, you know, because I'm going to find out how much. So he just sits down in my chair. And before I put the cape, I'm like, hey, just to let you know, before I cut your hair, my rate is $100 because at that time I was charging 100 He's like, what? I never paid a hundred bucks for no lineup, this and that, this and that. You know, and in my mind I'm like, Well, I'm just gonna let you talk. You know, I am packing my stuff at the same time while he's saying that. You know? <laughs> I'm packing my stuff because I don't gotta be explaining myself, you know, at that point I feel like, you know? Yeah. The best feeling was the best feeling was that one of the producers that I cut that paid me a hundred bucks, he ba- he backed me up, bro. Like he told him, Look, bro, you know how like we do beats and we charge a lot because we're already up there. It's the same scenario with him. Like, he charges what he charges because he's up where he's at. Have in mind, my Instagram is looking, like, crazy at that point, you know?
1: Yeah. And
0: then and, and then he's, like, he felt, like, some type of way, like, like thinking his homie was going to back him up, you know? But they respected my hustle, the guy that was backing me up, you know? Yeah. It came from his own friend. He felt like, damn, I was wrong, you know? And then he followed me, and I followed him back, and then, you know, now he pays me what he pays me, and it's just, like, Sometimes certain people will have the money for it, but they're just not used to that. You get me? Yeah. Sometimes that's, you got to.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's the Some, same thing, man. Like that. I try and tell these people that work with me. Cause they're like, they look at my prices and I'm like, it's not that expensive. I I mean, my prices aren't that expensive to me, but I just tell them, I'm yeah. like, these people got the money. It's just, they're not used to paying it because they got you guys. But if you offer them a little bit more value, you know change some of the things that you do you can easily charge this like the people got the money it's just it's just the mentality
0: yeah exactly you know and then and then sometimes you got to make people feel like this is what you really need you know oh, and yeah. in my sense i feel like it's easy for me to do that now because a lot of these artists are coming from Atlanta you know and they don't even know what barbershop to go to and and not only that but they don't want to go to the shop by themselves you get me or or artists or celebrity or something like that or high-end person they don't want to go to a barbershop by themselves you get me like they're gonna feel 10 times more comfortable when you go to their house you know
2: yeah it's probably and, like their ego doesn't want them to go and then yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's a little weird and, but
0: yeah and it's and it's always and then one thing that i learned and i started learning this like later it's just the fact that I was always around Beverly Hills and Hollywood, mostly Beverly Hills, though, mostly Beverly Hills. Just the fact that I was around that area, everybody that I meet in that circle, in that realm, everybody had money, bro. So it wasn't even, it's a whole different vibe sending somebody where I live to give me 100 bucks for a house call compared to sending somebody in Beverly Hills 100 bucks for a house call. So then that's cheap. Cause there's barber shops where they charge a hundred bucks. Like, look at Elegant Studios.
2: It's funny that's, you say that. Melrose. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because like people go to Elegance and pay a hundred bucks, but it's like yeah. the allure of Elegance because all their barbers are popping there. They're popping on social media. Yeah. It's, it's not like, even
0: the fact that they're popping. It's just the area where they're at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't I'm know. telling you, in Beverly Hills, there's people that are rich, bro. Like, there's people that are rich. And there's people that are rich, rich, rich. You know yeah. what I mean? And most of those people, you're going to find them in Beverly Hills, bro. And and 100 bucks is nothing to them, bro. Because And that and it goes back to when I used to have a lot of money, when I used to do the whole other industry thing with the with the marijuana thing. When I had all that money, I didn't mind spending my money on whatever I wanted because I had it. You get me? Yeah. Money is more of an access for you to have whatever you want to have. You get me?
1: Mm-hmm. And.
0: And some people that are rich, their mentality is like that. Like, I don't care how much it is. I just want it right now. I need that haircut right now. Oh, it's 100 bucks right here. Because they're going to make... They're already... They don't have to worry about us like like the way we were about things where it's just like worrying about making money. They're worrying about other things because they already learned how to make money. You get what I'm saying? Right. And now you just got to convince them as in this is what you really need. You need somebody to be coming to your house and cutting your hair. You know? And once I learned... How much they be charging right there? I'm like, hell, no, I'm not gonna be charging no hundred bucks no more. You know? Especially yeah,
2: Dave. no, I know. You can go walk into a store and get it for a hundred, and then I'm coming to your house, and you don't have to lift a finger. Yeah. 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 And
0: these are the type of little things that I didn't know because I live right here where I live at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that elegant right now. It, uh-huh.
2: No, I was just gonna ask so you what? about the, the Elegant Studio. So it's on Melrose. Where is that? Is that Beverly Hills or is that somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah, it's Beverly Hills, ah. and it
0: makes
2: sense to me once I found out that. Yeah, it, yeah, that makes total sense. I didn't know exactly where they were. I just knew it was on Melrose, but I didn't. My mind it didn't put two and two together that Melrose is Beverly Hills. But yeah, it makes total sense why they're charging a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Yeah. And I tell people about stuff like that, how, and you explained it a little bit how, when people see you doing good, they want to help you do better. It's it's like I tell people, it's like if you're going out to go look for a club and there's two clubs, one on one side of the street and then there's a club on the other side of the street, the one club that has a line wrapped around the street, you're not going to want to go to the club that doesn't have a line. You're going to want to go to the club that has a line because it's popping in there. It's this weird thing that people have that they want to be attached to something that's great already. Like most people, yeah. not everyone wants to get down with someone at the bottom and then rise with them. Most people just want to hop on to what's popping. Yeah,
0: exactly. And sometimes a lot of people tell me, like, put me on, put me on, put me on, right? Yeah. And it, it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks because, look, and I don't blame them because, like I said it in the beginning, I didn't think twice before I said that to my own friend which he told me, bro, you got to start playing that work, bro. You get me?
1: Yeah. I didn't
0: think about it until it started happening to me. But um, a lot of people, it's easy for a lot of barbers to to follow me. And my thing is that if a barber follows me, just because I want to set the example, I follow them back, right? But one thing that kind of disappoints me sometimes, and it's not their fault, and uh, I'm glad that we're doing this podcast so we can understand it. Um, sometimes it disappoints me a little bit on the fact that I follow you The first thing you tell me, not even, like, hey, nothing, right? The first thing you tell me, hey, bro, put me on, bro. Hey, bro, send me some clients whenever you don't have clients, when you don't have time, this and that. And it starts, you as a barber, as a person that's going through this whole situation, right, this whole experience, it starts making you feel used. People do that? And I feel, yeah, people do that. Like, I'll follow you. The first thing you tell me is, like, bro, put me on. Bro, send me some people my way. Bro, I live over here in Hollywood, too, bro, this and that, like. And it, it, and as a person, wow, and as a barber, it makes you feel some type of way, and I feel that's why other barbers, which we shouldn't be acting like that though, I feel like some other barbers are have a lot of followers, are doing real good in the business. I feel that's why they act cocky the way they act. You get me? Yeah. But they shouldn't let they shouldn't let those situations get to them because they have. Uh, they they they're like the big brothers for us right now. You know, I'm like a big brother to a barber that's up and coming. You get me?
3: Right. And you can't
0: let that get you. You got to understand that that person does, is not educated on how to approach a situation like that. You get me? If I was to give a, 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 a if I was to tell you how to approach it, I would tell you, don't ask me to put you on. Just become my friend without expecting anything in return. Yeah. And that will naturally come to you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it weird. doesn't come to you. If it doesn't come to you, oh, well, at least you made a good friend that you could learn a lot from.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, they want things with strings attached and they're expecting this. and Yeah, that's weird, man.
0: So then then I feel that that scenario, that whole scenario, like let's say a barber is not a celebrity barber, right? But He has a lot of followers because we see a lot of these barbers nowadays, right, that have a lot of followers and stuff like that. You reply to them, they don't reply back to you. I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. Whether they admit it or not, they're 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 looking at your messages, bro. They know you left them a message, and they're just not replying back on purpose. And it's not that they're a bad person or nothing like that. It's I just feel they they've they've gone through that so many times where people just look for them, and they, all these dudes just ask for a favor, ask for a favor. So when you see somebody like me, right, that has his own thing going on, and I don't need nothing from nobody, and I'm really trying to reach out to you, so we could be like, so you know, we could network and stuff like that. You know, sometimes they don't even get to read even my messages or or, or see my friend requests and they won't follow me back. And I don't blame them, you get me? I just blame the whole system that we have.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could turn into a a famous barber and then have all these other up-and-coming barbers approaching you the wrong way, and it forces you to start turning cocky or, or, like, if you're too good for them, to reply back and stuff like that, you get me? Yeah. But those same people should be expressing themselves the way I'm doing it right now. So the up-and-coming barbers would understand that and learn how to go about it when when they approach somebody. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's almost feeding their ego and they get a kick out of it like, oh man, I got all these people DMing me, uh, you know, making them feel better and their ego gets boosted and all this stuff, which I mean, that's not me because I always tell people, mm-hmm. um, on when it comes to Instagram, I'm like, dude, hit me up. I'll definitely reply back to you. And I reply back to everyone. So like, I, I can't imagine if I were to just look at someone's DM and they're asking me a genuine question and I just skip over it because of my ego. But yeah, a, a, another thing it too is uh, always tell people that don't worry about me following you on Instagram or following you here or there and doing this stuff. Have a conversation. Yeah, you, that's what's more important. Like, you can easily exactly. talk to me more than me. You talking to me more behind the scenes is m- worth much more than following you on Instagram.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, and that's true because even, even you know, I used to be one of those barbers that would get butter if, if somebody wouldn't follow me or reply back to me. But even, bro, even me, bro, that every single barber that follows me, I follow them back. There's times where... I might not accidentally follow you back just because I, I didn't catch on to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And and, and 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 you gotta have in mind too, there's there's people with real followers, bro. And I'm gonna mention people that have real followers, like Chris Bossio, three sixty G Z like bro, imagine how many people are leaving the messages, bro. They have they work hard, bro. Like they work hard as hell, bro. Like, yeah. like three sixty G Z is not where he's at because he doesn't work hard like the guy works hard he needs to cut hair own a shop edit videos and then imagine how many people are leaving him messages bro like imagine how many people are leaving him messages bro that's a whole new job just to reply back to everybody you know yeah it really is yeah sometimes you could be like me where i'm like i'm not that that famous and i'm able to reply back to them but i'm still gonna leave some people hanging here there and then you got people like chris bosio and 360 G Z that they have people flooding their messages you know all the time
1: and, yeah and, and those
0: are real humble those are real humble people bro you know i've met chris ba- i haven't met 360 gz i would like to meet him because i really uh look up to his uh work ethic you know and and, and chris bosio I, I met him before you know he's a great person bro like he's the same person like in front of you or on the phone or on Instagram or whatever you know, yeah, and I seen his i seen his whole work ethic, you know, like when I started doing my youtube channel i used to i used to re- leave comments on his videos, asking him for um asking him for um advice, you know, the guy would tell me what to do, you know like and that made me feel some type of way, like made me feel so good, you know, and that's what made me like respect him a lot, you know, yeah. and I understand. Cause I saw his growth. I started seeing when he started growing more, as like you know his business and everything, bro. So sometimes people in those situations they might not have time. They were able to reply to me back then, and maybe right now it's a little bit harder for them to reply back. But you you gotta respect them because it's not their fault that they're blowing up because they're working so hard. You get what I'm saying? One yeah. thing is for sure though, what counts at the end of the day is when you meet somebody in person. So if I meet Chris Boskin in person again he's definitely going to show me that respect and he's done that i've seen him at the barber expo and i said what's up to him you know and bro he treated me the same way bro and at the end of the day that's what matters that's what matters at the end of the day is like forget about the whole instagram thing forget about all that what really matters is what in person in real life when you meet somebody you know and in real life if they treat you good bro you got to respect that you get me you got to understand their shoes that they're busy as hell you get me
2: yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people. Some some people just don't get it unless they're in the situation because, like a Chris, Jeezy, you know me, like we're we're constantly trying to create. We don't have a lot of time to consume, so it's it's a little yeah. tricky, you know. And I understand it because I do about three to four videos a week, and I've got to try and create. So I don't have the time all the time to consume, especially on Instagram. I I honestly, these days, I I don't even go through my timeline. I'll, I'll go maybe 10, 15 posts and that's it. Like I'll scroll down. And I just don't have time. I, I really don't have yep. time. But the people that, that DM me, I definitely reply back. So like if anyone's listening to this or if anyone that has spoken with me offline, you know for sure that. I reply back to everyone and it's tricky because a lot of people they'll say something or ask a question and I'll answer the question, but then it it turns into a conversation and that's when it starts to get really hard because, you know, they need a follow-up question. And then it's like, "Eh, you know, I might not be able to answer that because I'm busy, you know?
0: Oh, you might be able to answer it, but you're just, you're a real person. You're going through, you know, you you go through your things too. Like even me. Like people think I'm happy all the time, And I got go. I go through personal situations. You know. Yeah. Personal situations where it's just like maybe, maybe I don't feel like replying. You get me? Maybe maybe I had a bad day. Maybe you get me? But you, like I said, sometimes it matters in person. You know. And some there's certain people that I look up to that I met in person, and Barbara Expos, and I just can't. I, I'm not gonna say names because it's not right. Right. But I just don't respect the fact that you can You have somebody that's going out of their way to approach you thinking they're going to have a a conversation with you and you just do a short conversation. It's just like, I couldn't really get to meet that barber at that expo. And that kind of sucks because it kind of sucks because it's just like, when you get to that level as a barber and you're knowing a lot of people know you, I know um, it could get overwhelming, but you know, that's what's going to make you who you are. And that's what people are going to respect you because you're going out of your way and you're in person. You can't compare being in person like Instagram and Instagram. You could have like 20 messages at the same time in person. You'll probably have like, you know, like you'll probably have a crowd if you're really popular, you know, but when you get the time to actually communicate with somebody, you know, like at least don't make them feel like you're cutting them off. Like, like I'm used to this because, because the last, the last person you could cut off could surpass you. You get me To mm-hmm. be the next fucking busco. You know, everybody didn't know who I was. Nobody, even people are barely going to start finding out who I am, you know.
1: Yeah. But
0: two years ago, nobody knew who I was, you know. And now it's just like, it's just like, I do a lot of things that it's convenient for you to know me because there's a lot of things you could learn off of me. You get what I'm saying? Don't worry, Boothscope.
2: I knew who you were three years ago.
0: Yeah, and I know that. I respect that. <laughs> you know, I respect that. And that's why I respect you too. And I respect your your prog- your, prog- your podcast, you know. And it's going to help me and allow me. Send people this link. When they ask me the same questions, they always ask me. They're gonna. You really want to hear? It? Listen to these. These two hours of conversation. You're gonna hear everything. You're gonna. You're gonna hear how I am as a person. You know. Yeah. And, and I, that's what I really wanted people to do. I really wanted people to see what type of person I am, genuinely. And and yeah. how I pro, like everything that I've gone through, and you know, nothing was given. You know, nothing was given, and I sacrificed a lot. And I, I, thank time, <clears throat> I thank God every time. I thank God every time I'm in the position that I'm at right now because I know a lot of people would wish they would be in my position, you know. But but I worked for it. I worked hard for it, and, and, and I'm learning as I go, you know. And and if I could give back by explaining myself like I am right now, well then I know it's gonna help out the next person, you know. Right. And, and, so and, you um,
2: so you were saying yeah. uh you want to transition to getting. To working on set, why is that? Yeah,
0: well, te- well technically speaking, set life is where it's at, you
2: know, right? Yeah, on set. oh, I know that.
0: Like, <laughs> we're looking at like a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars for a haircut, right? So, just imagine, bro, I'm working hard as hell in the beginning. I, I used to charge a hundred bucks, you know, right? So, take it's just like in the barbershop, bro. Like, okay, you're working at the shop, you're charging 20 bucks for a haircut, right? You're gonna want to charge. You're gonna want to transition to fifty bucks a haircut if you find a way to do it, right? Uh, now, imagine you're charging fifty bucks for a haircut, and now you could charge a hundred bucks for a haircut. You're gonna, you're gonna want to keep transitioning and transitioning just to see where this keeps going and going and going, right? Yeah. So sometimes, even with the house calls, I'll be like, okay, I have a house call, charging them a hundred bucks. I only need ten people out of the week. That that was my mindset in the beginning, you know. As long as I have ten people every week, I'm good, you know. But then it turned to a lot of people, right? And 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 that's when I switched my prices. It was the same thing working on set. When I used to work on set, I used to work on set at least like like at least like like three times, four times out of the month. You get me?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then as time passed, I started working on set like eight times out of the month, and then fifteen times out of the month and then now i'm in a position where like damn this is really good and i and it's just, just like you know why why wouldn't i want to transition to that you know if it's a for sure thing now right because when you work on set you're also different with you're also working with different production companies it could be warner brothers it could be nike it could be adidas it could be uh 300 label uh the it's a label called 300 um uh, right uh, qc with amigos you get what i'm saying there's a lot of options bro
2: yeah Man. so like Man. when you when you're doing house calls like typically a typical day for booth because i know you said you're booked and house calls take time you know you gotta travel go here go there how many house calls are you doing on average a day
0: on an average day i'll probably do like maybe like three or four house calls but there's always like at least two to three people or sometimes four people on every house so i'm really doing like sometimes like close to 10 people in a day
2: oh okay so pretty much like a, a barbershop for some people cutting yeah, 10 yeah, yeah yeah cutting 10 heads a day
0: yeah but then you multiply 10 times 200 yeah yeah that's up a lot you know
2: yeah to the yeah
0: point where it's it's very easy for you not to get motivated to work the next day. Once you make a lot of money, bro, it's easy it's easy not to get motivated. You gotta keep pushing, bro. You gotta keep being hungry because mm. because it's easier to get lazy. It's easier to get lazy, especially when you're driving a lot. You know, right? It's easy. It's easy to say no. It's easy to say I'm tired right now. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's an opportunity that God gives you, and you gotta take full advantage of. You know. And the day you want to make a transition, you gotta make sure it's worth it for you. Right. Via house calls, via via working on set. That's why I want to transition to working on set. Not that I want to transition because I'm already doing it. But I, once the time is right, while I'm making, I'm working on set all the time. I'm definitely gonna switch it up, but still keep a couple house calls because certain house calls is the reason why I'm at where I'm at, which is working on set.
2: Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you, too, is are you going to give up all the clients doing house calls? Are you going to keep a few? Because I know some of them.
0: I'm definitely going to get rid of some clients, but I'm going to be strategic on who I'm going to keep, Right. which is going to be the main reason why I'm going to keep working on set.
2: So I'm curious.
0: If it has to do with me me chopping up these artists on a house call because I'm always going to go on set because of that artist, well, I'm going to keep that artist
2: now Man. now busco my my natural curiosity is kicking in yeah i know there's a lot of production companies out there in the la area you want to be on set that's a goal of yours that you're sort of like have one foot in almost other foot out but would you consider let's say you go work on set at a movie that's traveling like would you be down to do that type of work as well
0: I think a lot of people would but and I've been after that position more times than you could think of and me personally and, and I just want people to know that you don't always have to go the route I go and I do because my whole lifestyle is way different than everybody else. I personally wouldn't do it because because I know once I leave out of town I know I'm going to leave a lot of people hanging the next day and then the next day and then the next day and when I come back that one travel for me wasn't going to be worth it. You get what I'm saying?
3: Right, right, right. it's not worth
0: it because when I come back, I'm going to look wrong with my previous clients. That, for me, it's a for sure thing right here. You get me? Right. So, I always get, I always, and it's like, it's like, it's funny that you mentioned that because with certain artists, it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like sometimes they want to show off that they're going to take me out with them. And it kind of sucks when I tell them that, no, I'm not going to go. You know? And it's just like, I got it. I got it so good right here, bro. That I already know. Like I'm smart enough to know that it's not gonna be beneficial for me. I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do, but for me, it's the right thing not to do. You know, like it's not gonna be beneficial for me because I'm already working on set right here. Like you get me I'm working on set. I'm doing house calls.
2: Yeah, because I'm. I'm sure they're they're, or at least I hope they're offering you more money to travel with yeah, them to come. Yeah, yeah. They, they
0: do. They definitely do. You know, but
2: it's not worth it for you you
0: know to me it's not worth it because i know i could make more money out here in the long run you know yeah and and whatever they're gonna pay me technically speaking just because i'm in demand right now bro i would have made that regardless right here Mm. you get me yeah and i don't have to worry about traveling i don't have to worry about none of that you know like but yeah, you could you could put your rate, you could put a rate, and then you could charge a lot. And they don't even have to be. You, when you go travel, you don't even have to necessarily travel for a whole week. You could just travel for a day and come back and get paid a lot, you know? Yeah. But but my thing is that that's just not the route I'm trying to take because because I feel like I know so many people and I know the right people and I feel that's where I'm at, where I'm at, and I don't want to burn bridges with the people that are here that are consistently calling me every
2: week you know right so so <laughs> if uh so if marvel called busco and was like hey we need you on the next avengers film we need you for three months we'll pay you a hundred grand busco's not going
0: okay that's a whole different <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different thing right there <laughs> Look,
2: um, and you it, get you get to travel you get to see all the different like countries
0: that, Though, do the if it's a situation like that, I would think about this: Is it gonna be worth it, money wise? You mentioned a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, right there. You know, yeah. Just to travel for three months. Um, it would be com. It has to be convenient for me, but then it would have to be something that I will have to think about because it's at the end of the day, you still gotta realize that you're sacrificing. Uh, of friendship and clientele but three months is a long time also, you know, three months is a really long time for but, you to make your client feel like, okay he's definitely not my barber anymore yeah. and have Having mind production the production company, most of the product, and the, the reason why it's a little bit different and easier for me is because I live in LA, I live like near Beverly Hills so most production companies even if it has, if it has to do with Marvel or something like that guess where it's gonna be at it's gonna be right here in hollywood you get what i'm saying yeah so it's just like it really depends but even though it's a hundred thousand dollars um uh, i would look at what like long term you get me right and if it's just one time thing as crazy as it sounds i might not do it you get me
2: oh booth go yeah
0: yeah, I might not do it, but uh, oh, I might. I don't know. I can't really say unless I give it. I could always give everybody a heads up, you know? I know. And I'm cool with everybody. I could always go that route, too. You get me? they going to put that money in your face. Position. Yeah, I kind of have to be in that position in order for me to. Because that's a really, really, really tough decision to make, like, like, like right now, you know, since I'm being asked. But uh, I'm also going to take into consideration that I'm definitely going to lose my clientele. And all the opportunities that I work hard for right here, which is working on production. Cause like I said, like you could do a haircut and get a thousand dollars. Yeah. Just imagine working on set every day, or or five times out of the five times out of the the, the week, plus your house calls. Like just imagine how much money you're already making. You know, like yeah. So, it's, I think only you would know as a person, like if it's if you're in that situation. But, like I said, um, maybe if I was to do it i will be strategic and let my clients all my clients know like hey bro look from this day to this day i'm not gonna be here because i have this big opportunity are you gonna be willing to wait for me when i come back you know and then i'll go based on that maybe that will help and people will understand because they know the position that i'm at right now you know yeah and and it's a matter of me coming back and then calling them back and maybe it will work out you know
2: have you done any uh have you worked on any movie sets
0: no, I've, I've, it's always been music videos, to be honest. I don't want to sit here and lie and say I worked in a movie set. I've always worked on music videos, you know? So, there ain't no TV that's shows? that's a good question, too. Uh, yeah, I worked on TV shows. I worked on TV shows and music videos and photo shoots.
1: Mm. So those
0: are, the, those are one of the three things where I work at when I charge for, from production. But, um, yeah, in a movie, I've never, never in my life worked in a movie set. And this this is where it comes down to, like, if somebody was to be listening to this podcast, and, and and you're higher than me as a barber, and you're doing what I'm doing. You're higher than me. I, I would I would appreciate if you reach out to me and 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 help me out in that sense. In that sense, since you already know I'm I'm almost like a half foot there, and I could if I really want to, I could put myself in that position. You know, like yeah. this is a time where I need a mentor. You know, but at, at the end of the day, this whole journey has just been me. You know, I don't have somebody that has my I don't have a JC the barber hitting me up, telling me this is how you do it. Because JC the barber, he's there, bro. He's already there. Everything that I'm telling you, he already did it, bro. You get me? Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know him like that, you know. And and it's just like, but I would want to have a mentor or something like that to be there and at least guide me a little bit, you know. Because I'm obviously almost there, and and, and then and and if you listen to this whole podcast, you will you would understand that I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an evil person. I'm not a, I'm not greedy. I'm not. I don't think about just myself. You get me? I look at the bigger picture at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. And I know a lot of people reach out and I'm, I'm in that same situation when people reach out, you know, but you know, if, if nobody reaches out and helps, helps me, it doesn't faze me because I've already got so far where I'm at on my own at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And that's something I could be proud of. And I know eventually I'll figure it out regardless whether I have somebody mentoring me or not.
2: Are you thinking about doing some sort of a mentorship program or something? Cause I know, a, 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 I'm sure you get a lot of people that reach out to you and I know there are a lot of influential people that do mentorship programs obviously they're not free but you know is it something that you're willing to do uh because i would doubt Probably. in your lane that there aren't that many people that are really accessible outside of like that guy that you mentioned that has the studio uh, academy thing
0: yeah
2: yeah i don't think there are that many people out there that are willing to give out the knowledge and how to do this and yeah well
0: there's there's people that do uh, seminars, you know, and they travel a lot, and, and they do that, but they're doing more of the education on how to cut hair and, and, and business side. I feel like I could really show the business side, you know, on the, on this barber thing. And and if I was to do something, I'll, I'll bring along, like, top-of-the-line barbers that I look up to when it comes to their craft. So it could be more than just the business side, you know. But I feel like I have a lot to offer besides showing you how to do a haircut really good. You get me? I have a lot to offer and and, and certain things I haven't even mentioned on the fact that I feel like I'm going to be downgrading that academy I was telling you about because you literally got to pay to learn these things right there. You get me on certain things on how to make somebody pay you, how to make production pay you a thousand dollars or stuff like that. You get me?
3: Right. And
0: that, that academy helped me out a lot, you know? So, I mean, as much as I would want to, Dish out all the information. I feel like I can because I'm doing them wrong, and they've done nothing but to help me. You get me? Right. And I don't want to give out knowledge that they're charging for. You know, unless I do a seminar or something like that, I would definitely, you know, because it's getting paid for, and I'll make sure it's beneficial for them too. Right. In terms where it's like, this is the spot you could go to. You get me? And 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 you know, just doing all that, you know.
2: It's just like anything else, you know, like people that do things, they learn their information from somewhere else. So, I mean, I wouldn't feel too bad if you were giving out knowledge, but it'd be different if you were giving out exactly what they were giving out, but just for a cheaper price. I feel like the knowledge.
0: Yeah, I feel like the knowledge that I gave out today is more than enough to open up everybody's eyes. But there's definitely more to it. And um, like I said, I feel like I will be doing – my friends, wrong that own that company that are really there for for that. You get me?
1: Because
3: right.
0: Like I said, they do try for that. But it, aside of that, everything that I said right now today, <clears throat> it's more than enough for you to have an idea how to go about certain things if you put yourself in that situation. And one thing that I tell like barbers that are listening to this, um, you could work at the barbershop, you know. But if you keep thinking that everything's gonna come to you. That's where you're messing up. You gotta go look for it. Whether you work at a shop, you can't expect for a client just to come to you. You gotta, you gotta learn how to communicate with people. You gotta learn how to go to the gym and talk to have friends. You gotta learn how to make a, a, a friend like so easy. Like you get me. You you gotta you gotta look for these things as a barber. It's not gonna come to you. And if you look for it, you're gonna surpass other barbers really really fast. You get me? Yeah. Because one thing that I learned about the whole house call it forces me to go out and go get it right and just by by me going out and go get it it just showed me that that damn like in this industry cutting hair is a gateway for me to be in a certain building that not even the top of the top person could be in and i'm in there just because of a pair of clippers yeah that speaks a lot bro like it speaks a lot you know so it's just like it's just crazy. You know, it's crazy. And it goes back to the same thing that I went to go get it. Like, I physically got in a car and I'm a mobile barber. So, because I'm a mobile barber, I'm putting myself in, in, in all these situations and stuff like that, you know? Because yeah. I'm going to go get it. Now, if I was to work at a, at a barber shop, I'm not going to rely on just the, the, the walk ins. You get me?
1: Yeah. I
0: got to go and get more clients. I can't rely on the owner to uh, build my clientele just because he's fixing the shop nice sometimes that still does it's still not good enough you get me you yeah. gotta go get it yourself you can't rely on anybody in this industry at the end of the day you gotta you gotta rely on yourself and like I said sometimes certain barbers know that and they don't it's kind of hard for them to reach out to other barbers or or like to be like a mentor because they know how hard they worked and nobody gave it to them but we gotta we gotta all realize that at the end of the day we're never gonna evolve if we keep that mindset you get me
1: Mm-hmm. Like, we
0: need we need to evolve and we got to learn how to speak to each other or how to realize that this person is, is in this situation and he doesn't know how to approach me. Let me teach him how to approach me so he doesn't approach the wrong person next time. Or let me do a seminar explaining how to approach certain barbers instead of, like, asking for a favor right off the bat. You get me? Because Because right. we, we all have our experiences that we've gone through. Everybody has their own reason, you know. But, you know, this whole... This whole Barber Battle thing or this Barber Expo thing, like, shit's got to change, bro, because I be going over there, too, just to network, bro, and, and I feel like the people that I look up to when I meet them in person, like, I don't even like them no more, bro, because because I'm over here, like, thinking I'm about to meet them and network, and they're just, like, cutting me off, you know? And it's just, like, not, not, to, not to be cocky or anything like that, but it's just, like, bro, like, we... You're supposed to be like my brother, bro. Like you're a barber. I, that's how I feel. You get me? So it's like up and coming barber comes up to me. I'm gonna realize, like, bro, he's going out of his way to come up to me because people get nervous. You get me? People get nervous, and it takes it takes balls to come up to somebody and be like, hey, bro, I look up to you, this and that. You know? Yeah. So I have to uh, you as the the, the 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 big brother. And he says, you need to have balls to be like, like, damn, I know how he's feeling. Let me make him feel comfortable. You get me, right? Hey, let me make them feel like it was worth it, worth <laughs> approaching me. You know,
3: yeah.
0: And and one thing, one mistake that I did, which I'm never gonna do ever again, when I went to the barber expos, um, well, when I was doing working on set, um, you know, I started buying a lot of designer clothes. Like, started buying red bottom shoes, Balenciaga.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I even
0: bought myself a. Yeah, and I did that strategically. Because when I worked on set, I didn't want the production company to bargain with me at all. I wanted them to go based on my image for them to know, like, damn, this guy, this is what he does. You get me? Yeah, that's and tricky. And it helped me out, too, with the house calls. It helped me out with the house costs because when you're in Beverly Hills, it's a lifestyle. Everybody's wearing that. You get me? Right. I, like, as much as I would say, like, don't fit in, be yourself, sometimes you got to be smart about it, and you got to be strategic about certain things. Right? Right where I feel that I messed up as a barber and as a person is bringing all that to the Barber Expo. And what I mean by that is that I'm never, ever I'm never in my life ever again. Will I ever bring Balenciaga shoes, red bottom shoes, (laughs) my jewelry to a Barber Expo because I'm already making the next guy feel like I'm that douchebag. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm falling into that category. And I'm already making you nervous to approach me. Or if I approach somebody that I want to look up, that I look up to, I'm already looking like, like, damn, this Busco thinks he's a shit because, like, he's rocking his fucking big-ass chain, his his red bottom, his $1,500 shoes. Like, uh. nah, I'm, I'm approaching all that shit. I'm approaching all that the wrong way, you get me? Yeah. And, and, and in reality, I bought all that strategically because of my job. But my job in the Barber Expos it's a whole different team. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a whole different scene, and I'm just contradicting everything that I'm saying by weighing these things around my people because that's how I see it. Like, you guys are my people. Like, the barber industry, like, I'm your brother. You guys are my little brothers. All my big brothers, you get me? Yeah. And I don't want to make you guys feel that I think I'm the shit or anything like that because I know I'm not. I, I'm just a regular person that works hard as hell. You get me? Right. And I'm at where I'm at. And then, uh, then you. Yeah.
2: And I'm, uh, you still there, right?
0: Yeah, man. Shit, okay. You know, I'm just, and everybody's too cool to talk to each other. And everybody says, go to, go to the Barber Expo so you can network. You go with so you can network. And yeah, you can network, bro. But it's like people just seem to want to mess with you if you're popping. You get me?
1: Yeah. And
0: and, and it kind of sucks because because I was at Barber two years ago that wasn't popping. And you're a popping Barber. You don't want to talk to me. And you, didn't even rem- you don't even know who I am. You don't even remember that I approached you a long time ago. And you so happy to find me on Instagram and now you follow me, but it's just like, bro, I used to follow you back then, bro. And it makes me feel some type of way. Right. But yeah. because I'm smart enough and mature to know that it shouldn't get to me because I don't let it get to me because it's just, we're not all educated well when it comes to these situations. You get me?
2: Yeah. I, and, I honestly don't care if, if someone follows me or not, I, I care more if I actually know the person or, or talk to them behind the scenes, that's much more valuable than, yeah. Me following or no,
1: them following. No, I understand, following. I understand. Yeah. It, it's, it's just that
0: there's some some kids that are young, bro. That are, some kids that are young in this industry. Yeah. that They see things a little bit different, you know. And I'm talking about, like, nowadays there's kids that are, like, 16 years old, bro, cutting hair. Yeah. You know.
2: I I, and, I think it might be just society, too, in, in life. They, it's yeah, just the no, social yeah, that's media.
0: What that's what I was going to say, too. It, 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 it's, we're, like. It's part of society, you know. We, we naturally do that, you know. And But the thing is that we got to understand, like, we're making our own society when we do these barber expos. You get me? Yeah. And even the person that's, doing, that's throwing that expo, man, you got to set the example too because even the people that throw the expos are a little bit cocky, and I'm don't, i I'm not scared to say it. You get me? Yeah. And, 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 and that's what it is. You get me? And, and it's just like, yeah, I understand everybody's approaching you, but like I said, what matters to me the most is when I see you in person. You get me? One thing is you could act cocky on Instagram or whatever all you want, but don't act like that with me in person. And I've approached certain people that even in person is kind of hard. Like you could just read the vibe. You get me? Yeah. And and trust me, bro, I'm around a lot of people that are supposed to act cocky because I work with a lot of artists, bro. You get me? The last thing I should be feeling is that I'm feeling around somebody that, that has the same attitude as a rapper or something like that that seems that they're too high up there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're at a barber expo and stuff like that. You get me? But it is what it is and you know, uh I might not I might not be the person to change this, but at least, you know, the up and coming people that like I said, you never know who's gonna blow up, you know? You never know who's gonna blow up and at least at least when you get up there and you're listening to this podcast, at least you un you need at least you're able to understand that when you get there, you don't have to act like that. Because certain people think that they have to act cocky once they get there. And I'm letting you guys know, like, you don't have
2: to, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm reading something in the comments. Uh Robert Valentino says, I'm your mentor. And he says, I still need my Rolex.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the guy I was thinking about, the NBA. And I uh-huh. know when I blow up, I'm going to get him a Rolex, which is coming uh-huh. pretty soon. But so chill out,
2: Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, again, what, he's... Nah, I love that
0: guy, man. That, that guy. That guy did a lot for me than anybody else could ever. Like, he's the one that put me on set. He's the one that when I was down, he'll tell me this and that. Like, do this, do that. Don't let don't don't let these barbers get to you. He's around a lot of barbers too, you know. All these top barbers, he knows them too, you know. Um, and uh, he's always been like, if I ever had one mentor in my life, and I, and I messed up by not even bringing him up because it's true, it's been him, you know. And that's because I don't even feel... I feel like I wouldn't even be close to where I'm at if it wasn't for him. Because all these things about working on set and all that, he taught me all that. And then he pushed me to the limit. You get me? There was times when we're doing house calls and I'm like, bro, I don't want to do this shit no more, bro. I'm going to go home. I don't give a fuck, this and that. Bro, you don't get it. This is strategically, this and that. When he made me meet uh, an artist, uh, an up-and-coming artist. Bro, we're doing this strategically. I know I know you're sacrificing a lot. And I will always think that he's he's like... uh. Making me waste my time, but on the fact that I didn't give up, I I saw the bigger picture, and then, and then he knew what's up. You get me? And and damn, I'm glad I listened to him. You get me?
2: Yeah, and a
0: lot of things. But that, um, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, someone someone in the comments they were asking, uh, when you charge two hundred, do they tip? I I can answer that question. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes.
0: Uh, no, nah, I have I, I I don't think I ever got in a tip. When I charge two
2: hundred bucks. Oh, for your house calls. Yeah. Oh, dang! Never.
0: Yeah. Nah, never. But I I don't want to sit here and say what people want to hear or what people would think. You know, I'm just I'm just a person that's honest and I'm blunt. You get me? Yeah. And and I don't want to I don't want to sugarcoat anything. You know, at the end of the day, if I want to get tip, I'm gonna go ahead and charge what I would want with that tip. So, if I want a $50 tip, I'm not going to charge 200 no more. I'm going to start charging 250 Right.
3: You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, And that's
0: something that – I think that's something that we all got to understand, too, because how can you expect a tip but you don't expect for people to pay what you're asking for? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you got to – we got to stop being scared and shit, you know? You gotta, we got to stop being scared that we're going to lose these clients and shit, you know? We all – I, sometimes I feel like, damn, we all should come to an agreement, and nobody's charging less than fifty bucks or something like that, you know, or nobody's charging yeah. less than thirty bucks. Yeah, so, and, I- and and that's who, that's what we're messing up because it's more like of a hustle situation. Like it reminds me, like when I used to sell like weed and stuff. Like, okay, I'm sending my my ounces for like two hundred bucks, but a fucking homeboy sending them for like one fifty. Like, bro, we should all come to an agreement, and. and have the same price, or whether they like it or not, it's always going to be that price.
2: You get me? Yeah, that's and yes. I totally yeah. agree with that, man. Like everyone should just be on the same page because if that happens, the customers have no choice but to pay. Like people, yeah. and people but don't realize that they're always in competition with one another when we should all really unite and make money. That's the crazy, or at least,
0: or at least this is a crazy thought that I had a long time ago, and I'm freaking glad that i just remembered it right now at least let's say we're all we all come to an agreement right we all come to an agreement where it's just like we're all charging 50 bucks right right and then the cities the cities that are not as high-end right as other cities right well then those cities should be charging the least 20 bucks right or 25 bucks maybe 30 which is not even close to 50 right it's like half of it right right so, so because we gotta understand too, you know, in certain communities, people can't afford like no fifty dollar haircut. It just be <laughs> realistic. You get me? Certain certain cities, people can't afford that. You get me? Right. Certain cities are not as bad as others, and people could afford it. Now, if we all come to an agreement, right, and and this certain city that's not so bad, right, compared to the other one, everybody in this city charges fifty bucks, right? Everybody in the other city, which is a little bit cheaper, everybody charges twenty five bucks, right? Okay. Now tell me, if the people that are charging twenty five bucks and everybody comes to an agreement that's charging twenty five bucks and that city where it's a low income city, right? They're gonna be packed, bro. They're gonna be packed because because they're not gonna wanna go pay those fifty dollars, right? So you're forcing everybody, you're forcing an uh, up and coming barber that just came out of barber school to right off the bat charge 25 bucks at a low income city. And then the other cities, everybody came to an agreement to charge 50 bucks. So you're forcing the people that live over there to pay 50 bucks. Unless they want to pay 25 bucks, they got to go to the hood. They got to go to the hood and pay 25 bucks. So that gives the the up and coming barber, all the barbers that are charging 25 bucks, that gives them the, the opportunity to still make a lot of money in this business. Because everybody's going to want to pay 25 bucks now because almost all the shops are 50 Do You get me? So, and once that barber comes to a position where, like, damn, you have so many clients, man, switch your prices up, you know? Because you switch your prices up once you're on demand, you know? You can't never just change them just to change them. You're not, you're not doing it strategically. Yeah, that's a tricky one.
2: Yeah, that's a tricky one, though, because it's like – the twenty-five dollar barber, like once he gets popular and wants to raise his price, that would mean more than likely he'd have to change cities, and then hope, and then more than likely his clients aren't going to leave and go to this other area. So yeah, it's kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah. to have to do some. Yeah, most likely tuning. they'll
0: probably stay there, or he'll have to move to that other area and go work in that other area, and it should be easy for him to charge 50 because everybody right there is used to
1: yeah. like
0: the only thing is like right now where I live, you could kind of say is the hood, right? But the, even in the hood right here, they're charging like 12 bucks, 15 bucks. No, 15 bucks, right? Like 15 bucks. Really? So yeah, like where I live at. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've lived here my whole life. You get me? I, I am going to end up moving to Beverly Hills, which I didn't mention, but I am going to move over there because I see a bigger opportunity over there with the things that I want to do. And when I do move over there it's gonna be like I know it's gonna be a whole new chapter, you know. But I've been living here like almost my whole life and over here where I live at it's you know, fifteen bucks. Even twenty bucks is cool, you know, you could get away with twenty bucks. But it's just it's just hard for to charge over here fifty bucks, you know, for a cut. It's really hard, you know. You gotta go move to like Downey and stuff like that to so at least get away with it, you know. That's what I was gonna say, and, like uh,
2: where you live, you say it's it's almost the hood, like you get robbed wearing those Balenciaga's nah. and-
0: it's because I've been here my whole life. So, I like the place where I'm at, it's like I'm in the hood. But I live like in a, in a gated community place. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but like, I live like in between South Central, LA, Watts, Compton. You get me? I don't necessarily live in South Central or Compton, but the city that I live in is in between them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, and then the place and then the house that I have where I live at is like a gated place. It's very calm. You get me? But if I go like 10 minutes from here, I'm definitely going to the hood.
2: So it, when you uh, plan to move out to Beverly Hills, like what made you want to do that? Is it because is it because uh, that's where most of your clients are and that's where the money is, or is there yeah. a- other factors?
0: Well, there's a couple factors. One is because that's where the money's at, uh, and that's where all my clients are at. And I feel if I did this good, me living where I live at, damn, imagine how good I'm going to do when I live over there, you know? Because everything is about networking, you know? If I live in if I live in Beverly Hills and I I move into those, like, those condors or whatever they're called where there's, like, plenty of houses all in the same building, bro, I could even live off my neighbors, bro. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I could, I could literally set up in my house and live off my neighbors, knowing that all my neighbors have money. And, and- then it's just so easy for me to get clientele. Like if I was to live right there, bro, all I have to do is meet you, uh, make a genuine introduction and be your friend. And next thing you know, once you get the time to see my Instagram without me forcing you to see it, you gonna be like, what the hell? You didn't tell me you were a barber. Oh, let me cut your hair. With you. Let me come hair with you. It's so easy for me to get a client right now. You get what I'm saying? And I want to take full advantage of every opportunity that I have right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Curious, I'm not really curious, but I know the answer to this. But for those barbers out there that are that are watching or listening to this and you don't you're not sure on how to do the celebrity thing. Clear this up, Busco, because some people think you have to have a license to be a house call barber, celebrity barber. But explain to them that you do not need a license for this. And how does that work?
0: Yeah, not even working on set, not one time have I been asked for my license. And um, and uh, doing the house calls, I've never been asked for a license because at the end of the day, I'm I'm still a barber, right? No matter if I'm working in Beverly Hills and my whole clientele is a whole different circle compared to where I used to live at. At the end of the day, it's about building a friendship, right, and a relationship. And all my clients, I've built a relationship with them. So it's like... It's just the same. It's just the, the same scenario as it would be if you to live where you live and do a house call for like 50 bucks. They're not gonna ask you for a license. You get me? You're just you're just using. That's a, that's the best thing about our job too. You get me? Like it's like we don't have to have a boss. At the end of the day, we really want to make money. You get me? You go work at a shop and it might not work out for you, and then decide to be a house call barber, and you're your own. You're really your own boss. The only bosses that you have are your clients. Right. You gotta be there for them. So, like, you got to be there for them. Mm -hmm.
2: So, when you work, do you have set hours or are you just kind of coming? In the
0: beginning, yeah. In the beginning, I was really like out of it, bro, because I just wanted to work hard and I didn't want to lose my clients. And I was scared to lose them if I was to tell them, you know. But now it's just like, I got to put my foot down, you know, and I'm not accepting any calls after 12 anymore. And um,
2: so, what hours do you uh, work?
0: I used to work all the time, unless unless it's really, uh, and it's rare that it happens now. Like, I used to come home, like, at 3, 4 in the morning, you know? Damn. But, like, right now, I have houses. Like, even right now, I had, like, at least, like, four, 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 four calls that I had this, this whole chat. And I know they're going to be mad when I call them back, <laughs> but I'm going to tell them that I got them tomorrow. You get me? Yeah. And if I, if I, if I really want to take the day off and hang out with somebody or just do my thing, the best thing is just to be honest. You get me? Yeah. And, and and just be like straight up, like, hey, right now I'm really busy. I'll definitely get you tomorrow. You get me? If somebody's gonna act a dick like a dick and they not talk to you anymore with well him, forget them, bro. You don't you don't want that type of clientele because it's your life. You get me? It's your life that you're living, in, and these people are gonna be in your life all the time. Right. So you gotta set the rules, but at the same time, don't take advantage of your your power that you have.
2: So, ha- have you ever thought about doing classes? Outside of the...
0: Yeah. I really do want to do classes, but I I need to feel the way I'm feeling right now. Right now, I feel confident. The way I'm speaking, and I feel once I'm confident, I think I could be the best version of myself. The only thing that messes me up a lot is is sometimes I get too nervous, you know? Like, in the beginning, I got nervous, but I ended up getting loose, and now I'm good. Yeah. If I feel... If if I keep the same energy, I I feel like I'll do real good, and I could impact a lot of people.
2: So when's the next YouTube video?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man,
2: bro i <laughs> know yeah, a- asking the re- <laughs> the real hard questions
0: yeah that's the real hard question. and i think that's that and i think that's going to end up being my my bread and butter in the future you get me cuz that's really as a barber if you really want to blow up man forget all that house call shit man go do fucking tutorials blow up on that be consistent look at 360 GZ, bro yeah. like he's consistent consistency is the key to everything at the end of the day. Like, don't even get discouraged if you do a tutorial and you don't make a lot of views. Man, keep growing your videos, bro. Keep making a video after video after video. Don't look at the big don't look at the picture right now like in a month. Man, look at that shit like a year from now, bro. Let's see where you're at. If you never stop.
2: You yeah. get me? Yeah, it is. Unfortunately
0: right now, as much as I would wanna do that right now, I have so many bills to pay and I got a lot of responsibilities and and, and and that's a whole new job right there. You get me? The whole filming part, editing.
1: Yeah.
0: But I can't say that it's not possible. I could really... You know, I'm really... I'm going to be straight up. I'm really just being lazy right now. You know? But I could definitely do that. And I know that's where I really want to be at. The whole YouTube thing. Because because once you build a brand, uh, you could start selling your products. You know? A lot of people... Uh, look up to you when you when you're the one that taught them how to cut hair, right? You know?
2: and, so, uh, and, yeah. So you um, <laughs> so you say you have a lot of bills, and you know you you yeah, make I, I,
0: not a lot of bills, so a lot of responsibilities. Like I gotta, I don't let my mom and my dad work. You know, I, I have a little brother. Um, you know, I'm. Um, sometimes when you make a certain amount of money, you gotta. You start, you know, you start buying certain things. And, you know, sometimes you got to humble yourself a little bit down and stuff like that. You know, like I I recently got in a car accident. Like, um,
2: yeah, I remember that. That was like a month ago.
0: Yeah, like a month ago. And it really got me depressed. Like I'm really as crazy as it sounds, I'm really picking myself up right now because I've been depressed for the past three weeks. And I probably don't sound like I was depressed right now. But these past three weeks have been really rough for me. Because I got in a car accident, I almost died. And then, you know, as a barber, if you get really bad, like you can't even go cut hair. You know, you start losing your money. And the thing that really hurt me at the end of the day is that I went through it a I lost my car. Uh, I bought a little cheap car right now just to do my house calls. And um, you know, I'm, 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 they're gonna obviously they're gonna send me money for um, for my car because it wasn't my fault. You know, but. It's just like I got a little bit uh, I got a little bit how do you, how do you say it? like depressed because at the end of the day it was like I don't have such a huge following where like people are going to help me out, people are going to repost my problem and it's just like it kind of got to me because at the end of the day I'm in this by myself, you get me?
1: Yeah. And I got
0: to buy my own car. I don't I I can't put I, I wouldn't even feel right to do a go found me Knowing how much money I've made, you get me? Yeah, and, yeah. And 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 at the end of the day, you know, like I would really would want that to. Uh, I would appreciate if I would to have people to help me. But one thing about me is just like, if that ever happens, I, it will be more of a situation where it's like they're doing it on their own. Like I wouldn't want to ask for that. You get me? And yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very like. Like, the type of guy, like, man, I'll take care of myself. I don't need anybody, you know? Sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad, you know? But, but yeah, I messed up my hand. Uh, I got a black eye. Mm. My whole car got totaled. They hit me on the driver's side. And Ooh. I was actually on my way to a house call, bro. And, shit, I even got unconscious. And a guy opened the door. He tried to open the driver's side door. He couldn't open it. It was stuck. He opened the the passenger door. He literally dragged me out of there. And I was unconscious and I'm waking up and I look to my right. My car's totaled,
2: you know? Damn, I remember seeing that on Instagram. I was like, damn, is he okay? Like, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if you you were just like either filming a wreck or like someone you knew got into a wreck. I didn't know it was actually you at first. Yeah, this was less
0: than a month ago too, you know? Yeah,
2: I remember seeing that. That was crazy, man.
0: All I remember is that, you know, even though, it sounds like I'm doing good and all that, you know, I'm still human and I still get emotional and I still have, I still get problems just like everybody, you know, and, and, um, kind of really got to me, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't have a big brother. I don't have somebody to take care of me. I got, I, I got to take care of my whole family. I got to, I got to do everything myself. You get me? Yeah. And, uh, do I don't you, know. It's just a lot of things got to me.
2: Do you think it's funny? Cause, uh, I've he- I've heard this, saying a few times you know when it comes to social media you can't put a filter on your real life but you could filter out what you post and your pictures and stuff like this but going mm-hmm. through going through like this whole thing was it a, a lesson in maybe money management that that you got to be a little bit smarter and, and start thinking about the real big picture after this whole accident thing and you know you messed your hand up because you're a barber and that that's the most important. Like if your hands get messed up, it's going to be, it's going to dry up for you.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I actually have insurance for my hand. Oh,
2: that's do you? A
0: lot of barbers should look, yeah. That's something a lot of barbers should look into too. And, um, uh, that's helping me out a lot too.
2: So, and, so who uh, put you onto this?
0: Uh, a long time ago before I quit the barbershop, the barbershop where I was working at, uh, my friend, uh, he owns a barber shop, and uh, he uh, made us do all that, you know. And then we were looking at him like crazy, like, nah, you just want more. Well, I didn't look at him like that, you know. But the other barbers were looking at him like, oh, you just want to take more money from us or whatever, you know. But to me, it was like, man, we're just paying ten more bucks a month, you know. So I mean, a week, so it's really nothing to me. And yeah, and shit, look, that shit helped me out right now.
2: Oh, so he actually had all the barbers get set up to put insurance on their hands.
0: Yeah, and he did that based on the fact that. One time I freaking stepped on a nail, bro, <laughs> and the nail went through my foot, bro, and I couldn't even walk. And so it's just like he went based on that. Like, damn, we never know. You know, we might get hurt. And, you know, we got to get paid when we get hurt.
2: So so seeing how you injured your hand, how did that work out for you? Like, how does that work? Because I know no one has probably well, went through this.
0: Well, this is the thing. I injured my hand. People, People are going to call you for a haircut they're gonna call you for a haircut too right and then i'm like i'm like yeah I freaking send everybody the, the the video message of my car you know i look, i got in a back car wreck this and that you know everybody was being supportive but a week two weeks later bro it's like people needed their haircuts you know yeah and that's what started getting me depressed because it's just like i still can't cut hair you know so it's just like people pressure me like bro you know come like come on I need a haircut I'm like bro didn't you just see my freaking car bro like you get what I'm saying like it was starting to get me mad and stuff you know and then and the thing is that I have I haven't you know I I, I smoke weed here and there you know but I I like the whole situation got me thinking and stuff you know like I think like I was being more depressed and it's crazy because a week ago I was telling you that I smoke weed and and, and then And then after my birthday, I told myself, you know what, why am I doing this? You know, like, not that there's nothing wrong with smoking weed and stuff, but it's just like, you know, sometimes like certain situations, weed makes you overthink certain things a lot, you know?
1: Mm.
0: And, and I think I was in my house too long and it was the first time I've ever had a break because I got in a car accident. I haven't had a break with cutting hair since I've been doing the house calls. And then technically speaking, me getting in an accident was my first break and I kind of enjoyed it a little bit too much. I started becoming lazy and then and then to a the point that I was being high and it's just like I started feeling like man forget life you know yeah. even I almost lost my life and I was just like you know and then I started thinking damn, I really think I'm I'm overthinking so much because I'm so high every freaking day you know so I told myself you know what I'm not gonna get high and and, and then I think a day before my birthday I quit smoking so right now you know I don't wanna go ahead and jinx it you know but I'm just looking at the bigger picture right now, and at the end of the day, I just want to be as positive as possible. You know? Even if it has to do with me going to the gym and 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 learning, and you know, I know how to eat healthy. I used to be in shape like maybe a week or two weeks ago. I mean, two weeks ago, maybe like a uh a, 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 a two uh like a year or two years ago, and then I I know how to eat healthy. You know, so it's just like I feel like that's something that I got to get back to because money is not everything. You get me? And you yeah. can have all the money and not be happy because it's the inner you that needs to be happy you know and maybe I maybe only me you know I don't want people to go based on like, oh this is what you gotta do this is me you know this is my life and this is how I feel and I feel like I shouldn't be smoking no more and I feel that I should just take care of my health when it comes to eating healthy and 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 being in shape because what's the point of having all that money and then you're just gonna die off of being unhealthy you know Yeah, being in situations like
2: that. Yeah, that's what I tell people: take care of your health first, because all the money in the world won't help you once you're sick. Because if you're sick, the the number one thing in your mind is being healthy, not money. Um, Yeah. I'm curious though about this insurance on the hands thing. This thing has got me be going. You never heard of that? No, no. I've I've heard of people doing stuff like this, but. So how did it work once you got into your accident?
0: Well, right now, I'm letting all my lawyers um, work into that. Because, you know, when you get in a car accident, you got to go get a lawyer and all that.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
0: And, uh, and I brought it up to the lawyers, and I gave them the whole information of the people that I was paying for that. Oh, uh, They were okay. like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, you know? But um, that's the situation I'm at. Right now, I can move my hand. I can cut hair, you know? It came to a point where it's like my hand's already good, you know? Hey, my hand got messed up because when I crashed, I put my hands in front of me because I didn't want my face to get messed up, you know?
1: Uh.
0: And um, I ended up messing up my wrist and my thumb. But now since I haven't really been moving and I took a, a break from cutting hair, it got a little bit better to the point where it's like, I could go, I could literally go cut hair now. So Did I've been you... on my grind. I've been cutting hair again and, you know, uh been sober. And, and like right now, I'm just like, everything's about positivity right now.
2: Did you break your ribs?
0: I... No, I just fractured it
2: oof that's no fun yeah yeah That's but, yeah you got banged up pretty bad then yeah that was oh yeah. man that's not that's not if good
0: people to, if people were to see my car they would be like how the hell did you survive that because the, the whole car was total
2: yeah like, i re- I remember the video That which is crazy because i was like who actually took that video
0: uh my homie was recording it so so i could have it later on when i showed it to my lawyers
2: Ah, okay, because I was like, that's what threw me for a loop. I'm like, is this, I was, I was thinking, I was like, this is Busco recording this. I was like, what happened? And then you just kind of went radio silent for a while, and then I was like, is he okay? Yeah,
0: I wasn't even posting on Instagram. I was really depressed, bro. Like, it really got to me because at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, sometimes when you work really hard, and, and you know, you, you're trying to get to a certain spot, you know, you start finding, especially in my situation, like, a lot of people switch up on you. Even close friends, they're entitled to thinking that you got to keep talking to them or you got to take them with you or something like that, you know? Sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming because you have your own personal problems. The last thing you want to do is explain to somebody, like, bro, it's not like that, you know? Right. So when that happened to me, I started realizing, like, man, I don't really have nobody that really cares about me at this point, you know? So it kind of really got to me, and um, I was just like, man, I'm going to stay off social media. The last thing I wanted to post was anything about me cutting hair because then people were gonna be like, I thought you weren't cutting hair no more
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which
0: is uh really kinda how I messed up because uh once my hand started feeling a little bit better, um uh, Tony One Savage hit me up and I wanna go cut his hair and then after that everybody started blowing me up already. It's like it was like the go, you know, okay you're you're good already, you know but <laughs> mentally mentally I wasn't mentally I wasn't there yet, you know. Yeah. I wasn't there mentally and then I started leaving more people hanging, you know, after I did 21 Savage. Started leaving a lot of people hanging, and I was just like, "Like, No, I don't want to do this right now. I only did it because it was 21 and it's important, you know? Right. But, like, uh, other than that, like, on other clients, like, I'm not trying to do this right now, bro. Like, I'm not, my head is not there. One thing about me, if my head is not there, I don't even want to go work. You get me? Yeah. Like, I need to be there, like, 100% because it gets overwhelming at times. Yeah.
2: And I saw on, on your Instagram, you, you cut uh, rappers, celebrities, but you also cu- cut a lot of the MMA fighters
0: oh yeah oh hell yeah bro um, Bro, um, put it like this bro i don't even get excited with rappers bro i get excited when i do mma fighters because i'm <laughs> like, well me and you bro we're the, we're the same we're like you know we're obsessed with mma fighters bro you know and, uh, that's hilarious I to for the champions you know i want to i want to go cut all the champions
2: there yeah so so i you know i've, I've got to ask you because I'm, I'm pissed at some of your clients right now yeah Do do you know what i'm talking about
0: Wait, say, what, say it
2: again, say it again. I'm I'm pissed at one of your clients. Oh, man, me
0: too, man. He could
2: have won that shit. <laughs> do, no, Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: You're talking about Kelvin, right?
2: No, 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 not Kelvin, not Kelvin, which I feel oh, bad okay. for him. That was a hell of a fight. I was, man, I was doing the live commentary going crazy. Oh, I know who you're
0: talking
2: about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. TJ, man, what the hell? What the hell, man?
0: I try not to get into that, you know, because that's what a lot of people go through with their own oh, personal
1: man.
0: situations, you know. But one thing that I learned is, it's like you could be somebody's client and their friend, but you know, sometimes the worst thing you could do is be a little bit too, too like friendly. You get me?
2: Yeah, that's why. That's why I say, like, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't be uh like that deep. I think maybe if. Ah, it's tricky, man. I couldn't, cause I'm. You know
0: what? Good thing that you told me that, because I think that's what helps me out a lot. Like the fact that I know when to speak and when not to speak. Cause you would think like, damn, I gotta be a thick. I gotta talk a lot and make these people like me. Like, bro, I'm quiet, bro. When I go meet these people, bro. You know. Yeah. And then the, that if you're a talkative person, I'm gonna be a talkative person. If you're a quiet person, I'm gonna be a quiet person. I go with the flow. Pretty much is what I'm trying to say.
2: Right. Know? it's just man i just i know myself and like i go big off like morals and ethics and stuff and man Mm -hmm. just knowing like let's say boost goes like yo tj dillashaw needs a haircut can you go and i'm just like man this guy's a fucking asshole i'm like (laughs) i'm like man fuck that guy nah man never mind you know that that's just something i was saying
0: there's only one client that that i've met that i don't And if I was to get the opportunity to cut this hair, which I'm not gonna say his name, but if I also get the opportunity to cut this hair, I would not cut him because he's an asshole, bro.
2: Really? Like, an asshole. Is, is yeah. this because and, you you found out firsthand, or like you heard it through the grapevine? There's
0: there's a look. There's a lot of artists, bro, that I could really cut if I want to, because whether they like it or not, I'm always around them. You get me? Yeah. And, and then and then, I realized that I could get any artist I want. Like, I could get, like, I'm could like i not trying to sound cocky, but I really could get any artist I want. Do you get me? But I also learned that not every artist is meant for me. You get me? Not every client is meant for me. Just like in the barbershop, you can, make, you can be the guy that's the best barber, and you can get all the clients you want, and there's certain people that you're not going to vibe with, and that doesn't mean that they have to be your client. you get me? Yeah. And you, w- re- you realize that once you have a lot of clients.
2: Yeah. I want to ask you, too. I want to go back to these MMA fighters because I saw – this was a, this was months ago but you were at AKA cutting DC okay. uh John yeah, I went
0: with Fitch DC and Khabib
2: Oh okay so perfect you mentioned it before I did you you cut up Khabib Yeah it was the
0: easiest circuit of my life
2: Exactly
0: and he was and he wasn't even going to let us cut his hair he was like he kept saying he kept cuz met him through DC he was like no DC camera guy me a mountain guy I don't, I don't cut my hair Mountain guy. Yeah. Mountain
2: guy. So and that's yeah, all yeah. that's what I was gonna say, man. I'm like I, I saw you in the picture with Habib, and I'm like, Boozco, man, you could have hit him with the edge up, just blessed him with it. I wanna see he Habib. He doesn't like none of that, bro. None of that. I
0: do not like none of that. And that's, and that's another thing too about haircuts and these house calls. Sometimes people don't want certain things. You get me? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to read that. And I'm gonna give you an example. There's fibers, and there's, 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 there's fibers, and there's enhancements like the, like the spray and all that. I use it, bro. I'm not gonna say I don't use it. I use it, but I know not everybody likes to use it. You get me? Right. And you can't, you can't just force it on somebody because people take it the wrong way. You get me? So, so you gotta be aware of that too because whether that. It's going to make your cut look even better, and you explain it to them. Some people are very, very anti that. You
2: know? Yeah, because some and people uh, look at it, you do it without asking, and they're like, man, did he mess me up? Exactly. Yeah. And, and some people like Little Pump. Nah, fuck. I said it already.
0: Some people like <laughs> Little Pump. <punk. laughs> some people like Little Pump will ask you to do
2: that. You get me? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What the hell, man? That's dope. That's like the first time somebody's actually asked me to do
2: that. You know? Yeah. And
0: then you have somebody like Quavo that will be like, "Nah, don't do that. Don't even touch me with that shit."
2: Nah, that's yeah, funny. Do,
0: do that
2: yeah, but that's crazy though. Shout
0: out, shout out, Dragon Cuts. He, he's the one that linked me up with um. That's Little Pump's personal barber, and he's one of the best barbers that I know. You guys should check him out. His name's Dragon Cuts.
2: You say uh, dragon.
0: Yeah, a dragon, like a dragon, dragon cuts.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And then you go look at his stuff, he's uh, he's he's Lil' Pump's personal uh, barber, you know? And uh, he's somebody that everybody should start looking into right now because if you think I'm blowing up, this guy's going to be the next me or bigger than me, bro. And that's just how much faith I have in him. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's like my little brother right there. I got a lot of love for him. And just whatever I could do for him, you know, I'll do it for him. If I got to guide him and tell him how, how to go about it when you go on set, whatever, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and one thing that I tell everybody, you know, it's like you're going to build a relationship with somebody. Don't do it because he wants something in return. You
2: so know, I'm curious. Out of your heart. I'm curious with the whole celebrity thing and all this stuff. Do you recommend that everyone, do, obviously everyone can't do it, or would be even willing to do it if they had the opportunity but do you recommend that everyone at least do it or try it
0: uh if that's what you really want to do in life yeah yeah but if you're not going to be all in no because it's a, it's a, it's a lot of sacrifice you get me it's a lot of sacrifice and then you got to be there for people you got to cater to people you got to sacrifice your time but you know once once you're there and, and, and you're established, then you can start building your schedule and then now you can start having your time and stuff like that. but it's gonna be really, really hard in the beginning. If you're somebody that really cares and values your time a lot, well, then I don't recommend you because you're not gonna make it. you know you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna give up. But if you're willing to look at the bigger picture and sacrifice your time and build a lot of clientele you know and be on their time. And once you have the upper hand and you have the power, then do it because then you're able to change the schedule and you're able to cut whenever you want. You know, it's only in the beginning when it's really hard when it comes to your time. You know? so yeah, it really depends
2: on you. And I think another thing, uh, and you could probably attest to this when I'm about to say this. If you're trying to become like a celebrity barber or grow into the industry, it helps to be in a location where celebrities are. So, like, if you're in Montana, if you're in yeah. Idaho. If you're in uh, uh, what, Iowa, you know it's gonna be real hard to be a celebrity barber in those states or in those small cities. You need to go to yeah. L.A., Dallas, New York, Miami, Atlanta, where celebrities are. Chicago. Like you need to be in these big major markets. So don't think that you're gonna try and become a celebrity barber in a small city, or yeah, or. You yeah, or let's say you are in a smaller city or a city that that's, it's a big city but it's not well-known and you cut a celebrity, that's going to make it harder, especially if you're trying to become a celebrity barber. That's going to make it much harder to get more celebrities being in the smaller city, even though let's say maybe you cut a, cut a local athlete for the professional team. That's going to be harder if it's in a small city.
0: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be harder. And then one thing one thing about this whole podcast, like I want everybody to forget about being a celebrity barber. It's not even about being a celebrity barber. It's about learning how to convince people to pay what you wanna get paid for on a house call and how to find those type of people. You get me? Because I don't consider myself a celebrity barber even though I do like a lot of celebrities. I just see myself like a high end barber that does a lot of high end people and I just so happen to do artists, too. Right.
3: Know.
0: But one thing that I learned at the end of the day is just like when all these celebrities are gone, these high-end people that I met through this whole situation are going to be my real clients at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. So it's like at this point, if I was to lose every single celebrity that I've cut and I don't even cut their hair no more, I wouldn't even care. It wouldn't even face me because I have a lot of clients that are not even celebrities. But are just very high end people because they live in Beverly Hills.
3: You right. Know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So it should show you what you're really searching for. Are you really searching to be a every barber, or to be a high end barber that gets paid a lot and learn how to how to find those type of people because those people are there. You know? I me. Mean? So you got to learn how to find them.
2: Yeah. So that was a question I was gonna ask you. Like, how do you go about finding them, and also how do you go about charging what you want?
0: Yeah. Well, what I would do now, knowing everything that I know, you know, what I would have told myself is like, okay, I'm gonna go to Beverly Hills. I'm gonna go work at a barbershop. I'm gonna work there for at least like at least like a year and stuff, right? You gotta think about it like this: you're working at a barbershop in Beverly Hills, right? You really think you're not gonna meet high-end people right there? You get me? You're definitely gonna meet high-end people right there. Yeah. And all you gotta do once you have all those clients is convince them to get house calls. And once you convince them to get house calls, you can start charging more, obviously. You get me? Yeah. And I feel that's the advantage that the people in Elegant Studio have that I don't have. The only difference between me and them is that I went, I want to go look for these, these house calls and, and then they have an advantage. I mean, you also got to put in work. So I don't want to make it seem like, like, oh, they have it easy because they don't, you know, in order to be an Elegant Studio, you really, you really got to be somebody big and, your talent speaks more for itself, if anything. But uh, but um, it's just easier for them if they were to do an artist, you get me, because because they le- they're they working in Melrose, and most of these artists are in Melrose. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like whoever whoever opened up Elegance and, 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 and Beverly Hills and Melrose, they were definitely strategic about that, and they knew exactly what they were doing. You get me? Yeah. And, and I feel like they purposely chose... The barbers that are working there right now and and those barbers have a big opportunity and it's just it's just like i'm happy for them you get me i'm happy for them because they have an opportunity a lot of people would want and and i'm glad that they're blessed you get me and that they're they're right there but if i would like i said if i was to do this all over again um, i would definitely go work at a high-end place so i could meet high-end people it doesn't necessarily have to be Murphy Hills, because. I don't know where you d I don't know my places around Texas or or Maryland, you know, but I would definitely find the high end place like the Cream de la Cram and go work at a shop right there and build a friendship with, with the clients right there and convince them to do house calls at the end once once you really know them like that, you know? Mm. Because you gotta understand when you meet somebody that has a lot of money, right? It's gonna be easy for you to cater to them, especially when you go into their house. Yeah. And you don't really have to worry about bargaining about oh, are you willing to pay this or not? You get me? Because their whole mindset is way different compared to the clientele we have right now. Right. Like they're willing to pay that,
2: you know? Yeah, that's dope, man. Dude, we've been rocking for, for three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we've been going for... it all out. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. <laughs> We've been rocking for a long time. Uh, man, I appreciate you for coming on you're definitely a, a friend of the podcast and you can feel free to come on whenever you want if you want to get something off your chest or whatever the case is it's always dope uh talking to busco oh yeah i
0: appreciate it man and likewise i feel the same way about you man i feel like i got way closer to you right now than ever so yeah and, and this.
2: And there's still yeah. more to there's still more to unravel so i'll i definitely uh like to have you back on maybe yeah, be uh sure, be one of those like recurring guests, <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm definitely growing more and more and more you know so if i as I grow uh I'll definitely um help out people and let them know like my journey and how to go about certain things and stuff like that you know uh one thing people uh see this and meet me in real life don't be afraid to approach me don't be afraid to come at me i'm gonna treat you the same way you guys treat me and i like to treat people like how i like to be treated so other than that like this is for all you guys you know to get motivated and you know don't give up on 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 life and whatever type of business you have you know you just got to put 100 percent into it and don't give up
2: yep that's exactly what's up so i'm gonna wrap up guys so don't forget Check this out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many other podcasts and platforms. Share it with anyone that you know may find this information helpful. Busco and myself was is here to help you. DM me, DM me, Like, look, like, Busco's busy. I'm busy also, but we will definitely try and reply back to you guys. It's actually funny, Busco, because I, I had a guy. Mm-hmm. Call, I had a guy call me because you know on Instagram you can call people, right? Yeah yeah i had a guy call me on instagram last night and he was uh he was surprised that i actually answered and i was was like and he hit me up in the morning he was like he's like hey man uh thanks for actually answering man uh i was surprised i was like (laughs) i didn't really know how to actually i didn't know what to say to him i was just like hey you know if you call i'll answer you know it's like it's just one of those things but i think he was really surprised when i answered the answer to his Instagram call, but definitely here to help guys. So um hopefully maybe soon we can get go back in on the podcast, be a recurring guest. Like you you have a pretty good following. People actually seem to like really genuinely like you and you can tell that comes from just the type of guy that you are and the energy that you put out.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's been Yeah,
0: that's cool man.
2: Yeah, so it's been your man Busco with I Do a Barber.